Welcome to the newest edition of the Blackhawks Hockey Central podcast. I am Joe Vitale, uh, back in the Chicagoland area from a brief vacation in Anaheim, California, home of the Mighty Ducks. That is Skokes. And uh, just a little uh, update here on some things that I missed on the last episode. And um, looking forward ahead to a, a, a great season with the Chicago Blackhawks. So starting right off the bat, I was listening to some podcasts on the flight and I was listening to the Steve Dangle podcast and they were uh, worried that Connor Bedard did not sign his ELC yet. Um, they were like, hey, so what's going on with uh, Bedard and his ELC? Well, guys, let me tell you, uh, you got to be 18 years old to sign that contract. And tomorrow, the 17th of July, is Connor Bedard's 18th birthday. So he can go out for stogies with the boys. Um, so you probably expect uh, an announcement tomorrow from the Blackhawks official site of Connor Bedard signing his ELC bonus. Now, they also did go on in that episode to say that they don't think that uh, ELCs are uh, lucrative enough and they don't provide enough compensation for draft picks, which I tend to agree. I, I don't think uh, in mm-hmm. general, the NHL players are really getting what they're worth. Uh, I think, you, you know, you've got bench players in the NBA that are making like 11 mil. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I think it's Nathan McKinnon at the moment is getting most at 12.6 million dollars i want to say yeah mm-hmm. and um and then austin matthews is probably going to break that with like a 13 and a half or 14 and a half i i did see that they were saying that he might take a little less um mm-hmm. than his current like 11 million right now just to remain competitive so that the money can be spread out but that's another original 16 that we don't really care about so uh mm-hmm. So look for that ELC signing for Connor Bedard tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, that'll be really nice. Yeah, uh, we should be seeing it uh, tomorrow or uh, Tuesday, right? I mean, he's probably in town already, you know, just uh, ready to put the pen on the paper, you know, just let's get it done. Yeah, you know? I wonder who he's going to be living with. Because I know like mm-hmm. Kirby Doc was living with Brent Seabrook for yep. a little while. Yep. Seabrook. And, um, the bring it was, uh, he, he was with, uh, was it Ryan Strom or, uh, Dylan Strom? Oh, uh, yeah, they, when, were, they were teammates on the year. Yeah. Hours, so that would make sense that they'd check up together. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're both married and I think they both have kids on the way or exactly. have kids. So, yeah, that's an interesting roomy situation. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, so I wonder if he's maybe he's shacking up with. I would say maybe Connor Murphy, but same thing. He just got mm-hmm. married, so right. Um, if I just got married, I don't think I'd want <laughs> a full grown human in my <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> or like maybe he's, yeah, they get paid enough, so maybe he's got the nice. He can have the basement. <laughs> yeah, they'll have the rest of the the condo. Yeah, man. Uh, maybe someone with some like term, you know, maybe Seth Jones, uh, you know, yeah. cause, cause they're going to be here for a while, but Definitely. yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Definitely. um, 
Windy City smoke out just happened. Uh, that was at the parking lot of the United Center, I want to say. Mm -hmm. Right. And so uh, I don't know if um, I know the Hawks put out a flyer that listed a bunch of things. I didn't know if the some of the prospects might have been there or mm -hmm. whatnot. Maybe Connor Bedard, since he's the, the cream of the crop. Um, you know, maybe he was there, maybe he wasn't. You know, I think he's a country music fan. Seems like a lot of hockey players are. Mm hmm. Uh, maybe you went just to go enjoy some tunes and some BBQ because uh, I'll tell you yeah. what, I am a, I'm a barbecue beat. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, chicken wings, you can't go wrong with any type of barbecue chicken wings. Oh, yeah. Can't go wrong. Uh, pulled pork, brisket, burn Yeah. It's just. Yeah, definitely. I'm getting hungry now, so let's, let's move on. <laughs> right. Uh, we, uh, we also saw the. Paul Ludwinski of the Kingston mm -hmm. Frontenacs. That's that 2022 second round pick, 39 overall, I want to say. Mm -hmm. Got in the Alex Dabrinkit trade from Ottawa. Mm -hmm. so he yep. got the MVP for his team. Uh, put up a nice 34 points, I want to say. Mm -hmm. uh, wasn't, uh, wasn't the most points of the team, which I find a little bit surprising. Mm -hmm. um, if you're, you know, I, I would just think that if you were the MVP, you'd have the most points, but uh, it's, that's all good. You know, I, I think uh, off, off camera, you were mentioning he mm -hmm. had a little bit of uh, injury trouble. So maybe, yep. maybe he would have, he was projected to go point per game plus. Mm-hmm. And that just didn't happen because of his injury. Right. And uh, I I believe he was named captain um, towards the beginning of the season last year. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was uh, captain because uh, Shane Wright was traded, right? And um, right. He was traded to the Windsor Spitfires, and I believe he was named captain, uh, Paul Paul Ludwinski. Yeah, so, very cool. So that's great. That yeah, that's you, great to see. You always love to see the leadership aspect, uh, mm -hmm. so that the players will remain accountable for mm -hmm. themselves, and then they could also, you know, bring that accountability with them. So you've got Connor Bedard, captain; Paul Ludwinski, captain. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to say Kevin Korchinski, I think he had an A on his chest. So, mm -hmm. and, yeah. if, and if he didn't, you know, he's still, you know, putting up over a point per game as a defenseman in the Western Hockey League. Mm -hmm. And so he's going to lead by example. Yeah. So you just, I, I like to see that in, in the players for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It's interesting because most of our prospects are either assistant captains, right? Or um, captains like, Ethan Del Mastro, uh, he was captain of the Steelheads be, before he was traded to nice. the uh, Sting. And then I believe Nolan Allen was also named captain on the Raiders. And then he was obviously traded to the Seattle Thunderbirds where he was also assistant captain. So, man, that's, that's, that's great to see for our guys, you know. Definitely. I, I like the, the accountability for sure. And that'll yeah. just it, be a nice, smooth transition into the pro ranks when they get to Rockford. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, and then um, something I missed on the last pod uh, was uh, I, I listened to another podcast, uh, Dropping the Gloves This Time, ho uh, HockeyFights.com with John Scott. 
and he interviewed Milan Lucic. And so he was jokingly like, oh, so Luch, like uh, you probably had 10, 15 teams, you know, they were all probably just Jones in for you. And he was like, actually, that was the case. He's like, I had a lot of serious conversations with Kyle Davidson and the Chicago Blackhawks, which I thought was really, really interesting. And we were talking about this a little before we got on camera. Hmm. And, you know, I wonder if they had gotten Milan Lucic, if maybe Corey Perry wouldn't have been in in the uh, fold or maybe like a Nick Felino wouldn't have been in the fold or hey, maybe they would have gotten all of them. You know, the Nick Felino, the Corey Perry, the Milan Lucic, the Taylor Hall. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's a scary lineup. Um, those guys are bruisers and um, they know their role, veteran leadership. Um, they've won, they've been on, they've been through the battles and been on winning teams. And I like that pedigree added to the Blackhawks for, to guide the youngins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of reactions, right. Um, from the fans, uh, like we, we would have liked to see, um, Lucic, right. Uh, he, he was sort of that, that one name that everyone really looked at, uh, just saying like, this, this is our tough guy. Right. Um, right. obviously not a great skater at this point, but Uh, he brings that uh, physical game, right? But I am totally fine with Corey Perry uh, being that guy on the bottom six, you know, and he's still skilled enough to get on, like, the second power play, right? Um, Screen screen the goalie, deflect pucks. I mean, he is very good at that, man. Very good. Yeah, He's lost his luster of a power forward from mm-hmm, right. old. You know, of course, he's not going to be potting 30 plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he, then he, also in that interview, he was saying, John Scott asked him, he said, hey, so you got Connor Bedard lined up. What do you do? And he said, well, I have to, I have to hit him. So, um, you know, it just shows you that he would, he's willing to bring the intensity and he knows the role. So, you know, do do I want Connor Bedard getting run over by Milan Lucic? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, would I want Milan Lucic running people over on behalf of Connor Bedard? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, right. I want to see it. <laughs> I want to mm-hmm. see him take some heads off. Um, you know, so uh, I just thought that that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, to change around the the dynamics of the lines and whatnot, it, it mm-hmm. looked a little different for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, especially on the bottom six, right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can look forward ahead to uh, the season. I know um, on uh, our Reddit Hawks, a lot of people were wondering about next season. Uh, and I decided to put, give my two cents. I think that the Hawks are going to be probably bottom 10, 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, their top six is honestly pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would grade their forwards overall as like a B minus. Mm-hmm. I'd probably grade their defense overall as a C minus. Right. And then I would probably grade the goaltending at about a C minus as well because Morazic, mm-hmm. good goalie. Mm-hmm. Um, his positioning is a little off. He's got some weird stuff with his footwork. Uh, mm-hmm. He like likes to put his 
left foot, I, I want to say a little bit forward, and it kind mm -hmm. of makes him lose his net. But he performed pretty well when he was healthy. It is right. a bit of a Band-Aid. We know this. And then Soderbloom uh, backing up. You know, he was okay. I, You know, his stats mm -hmm. last season in the win department, not really that good. I think he had, I think he won like two, two or four games. Yeah. He was, like, he was like two and four, two, 14 and seven, I want to say, mm -hmm. something along those lines. Uh, you know, when, when I watched him play, a lot of those goals were cross creasers mm -hmm. and you know, things that even Andre Vasilevsky, Ilya Sorokin, right. Igor Shesterkin are not making those plays. Mm -hmm. So um, he was getting peppered because it was a bad team. And um, so, you know, I think maybe with a little bit more structure, you know, maybe another another year under Luke Richardson, who really likes that defensive structure and that drive and the compete, maybe those D-men will get those, push those forwards out, maybe get some perimeter shots in where Soderblom can see those and mm -hmm. block them and hit them down and we'll be all right. But, you know, time will tell. So I would say bottom 10 to 15. Um, I think next year's draft is looking pretty deep again for forwards. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, there's that uh, uh, Celebrini, that is his name? Uh, yeah, yeah. Macklin, Macklin Celebrini, I want to mm -hmm. say, up at uh, Chicago Steel. Yep. He's just a little little rocket. Just Yeah, he is, he is. Scoring goals, dishing, and he's speedy, and he's mm -hmm. got finesse. And uh, so that would be really cool to see uh, where he goes mm -hmm. and to see him in the league in the distant future. Right. Yeah, uh, it's – yeah, I definitely don't see us being, like, bottom three um again next year because i think our target tanking year right uh that's sort of accomplished right um we're not shooting for for, for the bottom anymore but we're just building off of um what what we have right so like with, with the the uh young players like vlasic phillips reichel bedard uh Gutman, uh, Soderbloom, you know, just uh, just building that young talent uh, that that's ready to play right now, right? And then uh, you know, prospects will they're 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 going to come along. So yeah, and so that I also predicted that, uh, or I I'm just hypothesizing here that mm -hmm. you know at the I think the trade deadline will be pretty active, and I think the yeah. Hawks will sell off. Um, pretty much everything that's not nailed down, to be honest. I don't think you're going to be able to move a Seth Jones. No, um, no. And, uh, you know, maybe you can do a Connor Murphy. Mm -hmm, possibly. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't want that because I, I appreciate what Connor Murphy does for the Blackhawks. Mm -hmm, and right. I like his style of game. And I just, you know, he's he's been here a while. And uh, just a good Midwest kid. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, everyone else, though, the bottom tiers, you know, maybe a Felino, maybe a Perry. It's just when they're making four mil and you retain 50 percent, you know, Corey Perry at two mil still. is It's mm -hmm. kind of a tough pill to swallow, unfortunately. Um, and I don't think you're going to want to launder that through another team. You're not going to want to launder one million dollars through another team that just, you know, it seems not worth it. 
-hmm. So, and then I think that those prospects that you were just talking about, I think they're going to finish the year, you know, so trade deadline is going to come. Hawks are going to sell off a bunch, you know, get some picks and whatever. And then um, the kids are going to come up and then, you know, that maybe you'll see some, you know, a a Del Mastro or, you know, an Allen. Allen. Exactly. You know, maybe someone like a Jalen Lupin or Mm -hmm. a Lipin in um, just, you know, a little like gritty, you know, Mm -hmm. ratty dudes. Yeah. Good, high motor, good compete. Might see him towards the end just to finish out the year. Give him a nice little taste of what's to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, next year is definitely something to look forward to, right? Uh, just mm-hmm. seeing all these youngsters come up, yeah. And uh, we've obviously uh, highlighted, right, uh, most of the guys that are uh, potentially coming up next year. Yeah, definitely. Fun. Yeah, and then I was listening to uh, another. Believe it or not, I was listening to another podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is a time the Blackhawks talk. Mm-hmm. Pat Boyle was mentioning he went to go do a uh, in Skokie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a like a, a young broadcasters media day, mm-hmm. and so he went and presented and whatever. And he said that there was a lot of Blackhawks gear, mm-hmm. and a lot of people were um, really really hype about this season. So it's nice to see the the hype back in Chicago hockey uh mm-hmm. you know all the other teams seem to be oh we lost folks on the visuals oh I'm good I'm, I'm, I'm yeah no all good man and yeah. uh so yeah he was just explaining how, the hype and there's a lot of Blackhawks gear there and um and so I I just like you know I'm excited I hope you guys are excited Skokes, I know he's excited. You're excited. It's uh, it's going to be a really, really good time. And uh, if you don't mind, we're just going to keep moving it along. And uh, we're going to talk about um, Cal- uh, Calder, because I also hypothesized uh, Connor Bedard uh, Calder trophy winner. And I thought for a second that Lucas Reichel might be his uh, arrival, you know, a a quote unquote, just some, you know, uh, uh, competition within, but that's not going to work. All right, you're back. Nice. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, uh, you know, Lucas Reichel, he's not going to be able to uh, join in. Uh, on the festivities for the Calder because two seasons ago he played 11 games and then last season he played uh, 23 games, 24 games. Mm-hmm. And uh, you cannot, to be eligible for that Calder, play concurrent seasons professionally more than uh, uh, 26 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Sorry, six, six games concurrently, 26 games for one year right um so if you remember like there there was a little bit of controversy with like michael bunting being a calder finalist people Mm -hmm. were like yeah no you can't he's he's too old he's not a rookie well he played five games and then he played 21 games so Mm -hmm. yes it it just it it worked out so he was exactly he he met the criteria he was a rookie Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) because he's like 
26 now? 26? Oh, he's 26, turning 26 this season? Probably? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he came in later. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was ripening up in the Tucson Roadrunners AHL. Mm-hmm. Right. So right now I have pulled up here. Mm-hmm. I've got a little two-screen action going on. Pretty uh, interesting. It's mm-hmm. uh, funny to get used to. So I've got the odds. This is from betonline.ag. I think Mark Lazarus posted this a while ago. So mm-hmm. I can read you the top 10. And mm-hmm. so it's Connor Bedard, Adam Fentilli, Leo Carlson. By the way, when I was in Anaheim, mm-hmm. I was talking with a bartender at my hotel. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, oh, so like, you know, I, I think we got talking hockey or sports. And he's like, yeah, I'm a diehard Ducks fan. I just went to training camp. And I was wow. like, no way, man. You, you So you saw uh, Leo Carlson. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, he's really big and he's super slow. Yeah, it's like really, and he's like, he's like, dude, I, th- I think he's just got like mud in his skates. Like he just, wow, he is not quick at all. So mm. hoping that at least for, for Ducks fans, you, you're gonna want to hope that <laughs> his hockey IQ gets him where he needs to be, like a Mark Stone, you know? Right, right. So, so we had Connor Bedard negative three hundred, the mm. absolute favorite, favorite for yeah. sure. Adam Fantilli. Mm-hmm. Plus four hundred. Mm-hmm. Leo Carlson plus six hundred. Will Smith, San Jose Sharks, plus eight hundred. Ryan mm-hmm. Leonard, he went to uh, Washington Coast. Capitals. Yes, right. Man, I like that guy's. I love that. Guy's right. Play. I. I uh, That's a great pick for the Caps. There. Yeah. And, they they oh really really lucked out, and then it jumps. So it jumps. Will Smith plus eight hundred. And then it goes Ryan Leonard plus 1,400. Really? And then you got Dalibor Dvorsky, uh, St. Louis Blues. Mm-hmm. Boo. Um, he just signed his ELC. He's at plus 1,600. Right. Nate, Nate Danielson, you heard us talk about him mm-hmm. as maybe a Hawks. Hawks could pick him up. That's uh, Detroit Red Wings, I want to say. Yes, yes. Uh, yes also, Boo. <laughs> right. Uh, plus 1,800. Zach Benson. Love the way that guy plays. Mm-hmm. I think Buffalo got a steal in him, plus two thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dmitry Simashev hmm. uh, with the Coyotes. Coyotes, so yeah. That's the D man, right? Yeah, at numbers uh, sixth overall, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and, so that's a pretty rich uh, pick there, and and it's wild because. He's not known as an offensive guy. Exactly. And yeah. so, you know, when you're thinking of Calder, you're thinking of points. So right. Uh, that's an interesting one at plus 2,500. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to round it out the top 10, Edward Saleh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 28 plus 2,800. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm blanking at where he went. Saleh. Uh, Chalet, he went to the. Was it the Predators? It might have been the Predators. Um, oh no, um, the Kraken. The Kraken. He just, he just signed his ELC as well. Okay, really? Yeah, That's I, interesting. I just saw Cap. I saw Cap Friendly post that up, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, Edward Saleh is you know," because I think I um, that 
Cartier guy. I, for, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, Cartier and Masale, they were they were kind yeah. of messing me up. I thought that was just I thought they were just extending him or something. Right. So uh, wow. So maybe he'll get some time with the Seattle Kraken. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they'll probably send him to the uh, is it the Calder champ the Calder Cup champion Coachella Valley Firebirds? I believe or, they no, won. No, yeah. I think it was the Hershey Bears. What was it? The Bears? I, I believe it was the Hershey Bears. I'm going to double. I'm going to fact check myself. Yeah, right I do remember the Firebirds were in the uh, final. Yeah, and they were they were like it was like neck and neck. They were really? and and I remember uh, Joey Decord. I want to say he was the yeah. goaltender for the uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds, and yep. he was. Uh, he would he shot him shot out the Hershey Bears like two times in a row. Wow, it was so wild. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Oh, you know, I I have two names for you. Um, yeah, for the Calder. Yeah, let them rip. That are not rookies, right? Because you look at the top ten projection, right? And maybe a quarter of them play. Um, majority of the season right uh right. next year because you don't want to rush these kids uh no never you know um the uh, first year um draft year you know but two names that i think could squeeze into the top five um finalists right for the calder which i obviously have um bedard being being the favorite because i think he has the most opportunity, right? Uh, with some great talent on, on our first line. And um, so he's my favorite, but two names that could sneak in here, uh, whether it's behind Fantilli or maybe above Carlson, right? Uh, Leo Carlson. I think Luke Hughes from the New Jersey Devils. Yes. I, I think that's a sleeper pick. Maybe not to win the Calder, but finish in top three. You know, whether it's Bedard, Fantilli, um, Hughes, or Bedard, Hughes, Fantilli, I think that's an interesting name to keep an eye on. Uh, I'm I'm hearing a lot about him. Yeah, and uh, he's got a Cole Caulfield situation kind of going on mm -hmm. where, like, he he played in the in the um, playoffs. Playoffs right. do not uh, count towards that. Yeah. Uh, burning of the ELC. So he's going to, he got his NHL games at the peak of the, uh, of the, the battle, you know, mm -hmm. the competition was at its highest. And uh, so, yeah, so he's going to be coming in. He's definitely going to be, he'll, he'll probably be bottom pair mm -hmm. just so just to ease him in a little, get him that shelter, those sheltered minutes. And I think that could be a really good, yeah, a really good pick for that. That might be some free money right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, maybe he doesn't put up the most spectacular points, right? But if he's in a winning situation and he does put up decent numbers, he could push for you know top two um, to uh, finish in. Yeah, but uh, one more interesting name. Um, I believe he was drafted. One or two years ago, uh, goalie from the uh, Wild, uh, Jesper Wallstedt. Oh yeah, 
And he played in the AHL last year, uh, full time. Uh, and he's like six foot three. I I mean he he has an NHL uh, build already, right? And uh, I've been seeing some rumblings that he might make the jump this year. Um, I don't know if he plays, you know, like. 50% majority of, of his uh, time up in the uh, NHL, but that's an interesting name to keep an eye on also, you know, uh, to be maybe a top five uh, candidate, right, uh, as a goalie. Definitely. So, yeah, and I I think that's an interesting name. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, just looking at his uh, Elite Prospects page mm-hmm. right now. I always see whenever I see um, like prospect rankings, like overall top 10, top 20, whatever, I always see him in the top 10, like around the eight, nine mark. Yeah. So that's. uh, Yeah, he's definitely like highly touted. Uh, I believe he's from Sweden. Swedish. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Swedish goalies are. I don't know. uh, There's a good history there, you know. Yeah, and I think that he, so. He's from the SHL, right? Right. And he was he tore it up in twenty one, twenty two in the SHL. Mm-hmm. One ninety eight yeah. GAA, nine eighteen save percentage. Mm-hmm. How are you? Wow. So that's that's pretty good. And then for him to come over to the AHL, he's got a nine oh eight save percentage, two sixty eight GAA, mm-hmm. eighteen fifteen and five. Mm-hmm. Um, Looks like he kind of crumbled in the playoffs. Three three five GAA eight nine seven. So you want to pump those numbers up a little bit, but almost a nine ten in the AHL yeah. coming over from uh, Sweden. Mm-hmm. Really, really respectable. Uh, so yeah, maybe he'll get some games. They've got uh, right now their tandem is it's it's disrupted. They've got Philip Gustafson, right, right? and then that's. Or no, they still have Mark Andre Fleury. I think Fleury's still there. Yeah, uh, I think he has one more year on on his contract. Then uh, I I think uh, that's kaput for, yeah. for for Fleury. Yeah, Phil, yeah, Phil Gustafson RFA. I'm not entirely sure he's signed yet, but huh? They they might have extended him. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I haven't seen anything. Yeah, right. I know in like the way, way beginning, uh, I don't know, right here, RFA. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they so, st- still got to get, yeah, get that done. Yeah. People people were like saying, I remember like Jeff Merrick, mm-hmm. uh, his show, he was saying like, you know, maybe like someone wants to offer sheet Philip Gustafson, screw over the wild and grab him. Wow. And uh I, it's yeah, I don't see it happen. They're no, they're they're really not. I mean, you have to give up. Like you know, okay, you offer sheet someone, then you have to give up the compensation. Yeah, it's like, you know, I mean, in certain cases, that compensation will probably be less than what you would outright trade for. But some like you can just outright trade for them. You know, yeah, it's pretty much a wash. So. You don't really, you don't really see offer sheets. It's not really a thing anymore, no. unfortunately. No, no. But the chaos factor would uh, would be really nice, right? Um, I uh, so confirmed it was the Hershey Bear Calder Cup champions mm-hmm. uh, defeating Coachella Valley overtime of Game Seven. So nothing better than that. Yeah. But, uh, 
I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Chicago Blackhawks Hockey Central podcast. Uh, really excited for this next season. Um, you know, reach out to us, see what uh, we want to hear what you guys want to, what you guys think is going to happen next season. You know, you, you know what I think. I think we're going to be decent, but bad, still get some, you know, elite talent in there and then get some turnover, get the Rockford guys in. Right. It's going to be a really busy off season. There's a tons, tons of RFAs and UFAs that, you know, your Austin Matthews, mm -hmm. those types of guys, real heavy hitters that uh, might be that the Hawks might want to jump on, mm -hmm. expedite the rebuild. Exactly. Yep. Uh, just building momentum uh, this year, right? You know, just get some um, building blocks, you know, uh, have a big game. Bedard, you know, uh, have some breakout games, be consistent, stay healthy. Uh, it's going to be interesting uh, going into the next year. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, for sure. All right. Have a great night, guys. Have a good weekend. Have a good week. And we'll talk to you later here on the Blackhawks Hex Blackhawks Hockey Central podcast. There we go. Hmm. Have a good night. Yeah.